Are you a member of the DSO Connect community? Join us. We are a free group on Facebook for dance studio owners to connect, share ideas, inspire one another, and provide support. We help troubleshoot each other's problems and celebrate each other's successes. We have two Zoom calls every month, Coffee Chat Fridays and Wind Down Wednesdays, where we get to hang out together with fellow DSOs who really truly get it. And y'all, I can honestly say that this community is the reason why my studio has survived COVID. Without the amazing support and inspired ideas of the incredible members of this group, I'm not sure I would have made it. So if you're looking for support, connection, and judgment-free advice, join us today. Just search for DSO Connect Community on Facebook and answer the questions to join. We can't wait to meet you. Hello and welcome to the DSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. And Robin, this is our 52nd episode. You know what that means? It means we're, what does it mean, Casey? It means a whole year. There's 52 weeks in a year. It means we've done this for a whole year. It's crazy. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> but it, it, it is very interesting thought to think about because I, I remember coming to Virginia. Um, I thought it was in February of last year. No, and we started really, you came in, you came down to see me and to record a bunch of episodes together in the beginning of January, because it was before my classes started back up after winter break. I remember that. Right. And we recorded a bunch of episodes and then we released them, I think in mid January. Yeah. I think we did like seven episodes all mm -hmm. at once. Something like yes. that. Yeah. At your kitchen table. Yep. And we were so nervous and yep. a little bit awkward. <laughs> yes. It's like, I, I recently like went back and listened to some of those first episodes and it's like, oh, a little cringy, but well, you know. You know say, and I remember saying this to you while we were sitting at the table is the first 50 episodes are going to be bad, but you'll never get to the good one unless you get through the bad ones first. 50? Come on. We had some good ones in there. I think got better before 50. I think so, too. <laughs> At least in terms of feeling um, more comfortable and natural and not so um, self-aware. Totally. Yes, definitely. So how are you? What's happening in your world? Um, I'm going to Florida on Sunday for seven weeks, which is exciting. Seven weeks? It was going to be eight. We were supposed to go last week, but uh, because of all the crazy news, um, we decided to push it back a week and um, we might have pushed it right into a storm, but we'll see. It's, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure oh, it's fabulous. Fine. Um, so we're going to go and, you know, I'm going to have my sons come for a little bit and some girlfriends are going to pop in and visit and, and all that. So it's just going to be a good time to... Uh, change up the everyday routine a little bit, make, mm -hmm. you know, focus on creating new habits, maybe eliminate some habits that I'd like to eliminate. Um, you know, like tighten up my morning routine a little bit and, you know, meditate on the lanai instead of in a cold guest bedroom. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That sounds good. So I'm looking forward to, you know, a lot less distractions, getting more work done um, and working on some relationships with some friends that are going to pop in and spend some time. 
That sounds amazing. So seven weeks. So you can leave your studio for that long. Yeah, well, I work. I will work every day, and we'll right. have one of the most important things that we'll be doing is um, d- during this time of year. We always do goals meetings where my dancers can schedule a thirty-minute one-on-one and sit in my office and just talk about their goals. And I can do those via Zoom, which Brilliant. is my favorite thing. But um, you know, welcome to the new world. And it's funny because we think, you know. We, we try to think about the positive things that this situation has given us or forced us into. Mm-hmm. And I used to say, like back in 2019, I remember saying when I was buying my house in Florida, I was like, you know, I can just meet with my dancers over Zoom and, you know, I can run my business from Florida and I can have a big screen in the studios and and I can, you know, pop in and, and see them run their dances and give them pep talks and, you know, interact with them. And I, it seemed so far away. It seemed like, oh, well, one day, one day I'll get all this technology and I'll have the ability to just pop on a screen in a dance studio from Florida. And here and I am. here you are. And I, I went kicking and screaming into it, but um, here I am and I'm going to Florida. I told my, my husband's like, I don't know if this is a great time to travel. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> I am cold to the bone. I need sunshine. It is gray and dreary. And I have a house in Florida that's sitting there waiting for me. So I'm going. Good for you. That sounds amazing. So how about you, Case? What's up? Oh, let's see. Um, uh what is up with me? We have gone back to virtual classes um, since returning to uh, since returning to dance from winter break. I just decided that like since everybody was traveling and gathering and it just felt safer to come back to class over Zoom for two weeks before coming back in person. So that's what we're doing. And it's going pretty well. We even had some trial students over Zoom um, and they're going to do a trial again um when we're back in person uh starting next week but uh, it's going pretty well and i'm hopeful that that means if we go back into a lockdown that we'll be okay (laughs) good yeah yeah and it's been nice also because we have a lot of like facility type projects to do and so without any anybody in the studio, we've been able to take our time with all that stuff. So like retaping the floors. I don't know if anybody saw my desperate plea post about using paint, blue painters tape on my Marley. Oh, I know. I, I don't know what I was thinking doing that, but so now well, we've you got would think that it would come right up because that's what it does when you leave that's it. That's what it does. But turns out it only comes right up if it's been a few hours, not a few months. <laughs> <laughs> so how'd you get it up, Gugan? We're still working on it. We're still working on it. We've got scrapers and Gugan and um, yeah. And then I've got my work study students since they're not doing their regular work study during these two weeks when we're virtual, I've got them coming in for shifts this weekend. So they're going to do more of the tape scraping and, um, and Gugan action. So hopefully between now and it's Thursday the 14th as we record this and I start classes in person again on Monday the 18th. So I think we've got enough time to, to get it all. Good. 
get it all up and put down some spike tape instead. <laughs> Good. So marching along. Marching along. Yeah, that's my that's my main focus right now is like just getting the building ready and reorganizing a few things. I've got my my space is like a weird wedge shape, which means when you make rectangles, you get left over with these weird triangles. So right. I've got like my office slash storage room is a weird triangle. I've got another closet in, in one studio that's a weird triangle. The staff room is like some kind of crazy ass shape, but um, I'm trying to reorganize those little those little weird rooms so that I actually can use my office because it just gets taken over as a storage space so much. So that's another project I'm working on. Awesome. So it's good to take advantage of the of this this time with not a lot of traffic in your space. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, it's just us today and we're just kind of catching up. And we also wanted to talk about the second round of PPP loans that just came out. So, yeah, I don't know about you, but I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear you tell me about it. I've been, of course, it's been on my radar, but um, when I see it come through on my emails, I just forward it over to Jamie in HR and she and the bookkeeper and the accountant, you know, mull it over and then let me know what's happening. But they haven't reported back to me yet. So I'm counting on you to fill me in. <laughs> and, um, I'm well, I'm no expert. I don't have a whole lot of information. Um, this will probably be a short episode. <laughs> um, but I do have, you know, my bank that I went through last time has been, in, you know, keeping us updated. And I did my H, um, no HR, my payroll company has been really amazing through COVID. They've been doing a lot of webinars on these relief packages and what you know, what we can expect and what we can apply for or not apply for. And it's been really helpful um, just kind of getting getting the tangled mess of information sort of straightened out in your brain. Um, so I've got a few little tidbits of information about the new PPP. Um, so they, the SBA, the Small Business Administration has kind of taken feedback from what happened last time and what what people's main complaints were last time and made adjustments. So there is a specific bucket of money this time that's, that is allocated specifically for small businesses like ours. And one of the main complaints about the PPP loans before was that large businesses were eating up all the money, eating up all the funds. Um, and, you know, before small businesses had a chance to really get any of it. So what they did is they allocated, um, and I forget what the specific amount of money is, but there's a specific, you know, like I said, bucket of funds that's just for actually small businesses. And I think the requirement there is under 100 employees. So I'm pretty sure... Most dance studios have under 100 employees. If you, Listeners, if you're a dance studio owner with 100 or more employees, please reach out. We want to have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but then the 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 larger um, eligibility requirements include um, businesses with no more than 300 employees at any single location, but there's specific funds allocated for 100 employees or less. You can also apply if you've experienced at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts in any quarter of 2020 compared to the same quarter in 2019. And if you're a brand new business, if you opened in 2020, you can still apply, but there's additional requirements for, for you if you've, um, if you've just opened in 2020, which, um, you know, kudos to you for opening during a pandemic. Right. I don't know. Talk about, you know, marching on. Right? My God. <laughs> Listeners, if you're a business who has just opened in 2020, we want to talk to you on the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, have you heard anything about uh, minority-owned businesses getting first priority on the funding? I have not. I have not. I've been seeing um, some rumblings about that, but I wasn't sure if it was talk or if it, if it was proposed or if it was actually. I haven't heard about that. No. Mm-hmm. Um. If you received the first, if you received funds via the first PPP loan, the first rounds of that, um, you have to have used all of it before you are eligible to receive a second draw PPP disbursement. I don't get that because you're so you are supposed. Well, I guess for forgiveness, you would have had to have used it. Exactly. You decided that you were just going to pay it back as a loan. Right, 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 right. And you have to be an eligible entity type, which includes businesses, certain kinds of nonprofit organizations, housing cooperatives, veterans of organizations, tribal businesses, self-employed individuals, sole proprietors, independent contractors, and small agricultural cooperatives. So if you are a one-woman show and have no payroll, I know a lot of people were like, well, if it's a payroll protection program, but I don't pay anybody, do I still meet these requirements. Yes, you do. If you're a sole proprietor and have no employees, you can still apply for a PPP as long as you have experienced at least a 25% reduction in gross receipts. And again, that's in any quarter of 2020 compared to the same quarter in 2019. And I think most of us certainly have experienced at least 25% reduction in gross receipts. I don't know about you. Yeah. I'm, I'm for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other thing that I, this is not really PPP related, but it's a little bit of a side note. Um, The CARES Act allows you to pay an employee for, I think, up to two pay periods. Um, Like, let's say you've got a teacher um, who isn't feeling well. Maybe they tested positive. Maybe they're just showing symptoms and they're going to get a test or something Mm -hmm. and they need to take some time off. Well, now you have to... Um, pay a different teacher to teach her classes. Um, But you, through the CARES Act, can still pay her while she's at home for up to two pay periods, I believe. And the CARES Act reimburses you for that. That's amazing. So where do you, how do you apply to get reimbursed for that? I think it happens, like it doesn't even come out of your, um, your bank account. They pay it. Oh, wow. How? Um, Yeah. Again, I have an HR person who handles all of this. So make sure that you go through your payroll company and inquire about that. Um, 
but we've done it already. So I know it's true. That's I just amazing. don't know all the specifics. So that's definitely something to take advantage of. And also recently, a lot of local jurisdictions are um, finding or having funds available to give to um, small business owners um, on the local level. So I know that I just... Um, was eligible to receive an, a grant that it does not need to be paid back um, by your county, Pennsylvania. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know and, that there was local funds available. Yes. Um, um, in, in Pennsylvania, it was. And they reached out to me because I had, pl- I had applied for it the first round and um, I did not make the cut the first round. So I guess they got more funding through the second stimulus package. And now um, here it is. And That's amazing. The only criteria was that I need to have used, I need to use it for legitimate business expenses. Which, oh, okay. <laughs> which I used and, and I just paid it toward my line of credit, which I had used over 2020 to um, make up for losses. You know, right. Like, That's so great. It was nice. That was I love nice that. Experience. Yeah, so there are things out there that can help you out. Again, you want to make sure that you've got someone who's very knowledgeable that you can talk to to get the official word, such as your lawyer or your accountant or your HR person. But a lot of the banks are doing these webinars. And um, at le- and there's also a lawyer in Erie, Pennsylvania, that sends me a lot of emails. And he does a lot of webinars and, and trainings and, and FAQs and that kind of thing. So there's tons of information going around. If you're not getting it, if you're not on someone's email list, let us know. And we can um, point you in a, in a certain direction, perhaps. Um, it might be state dependent. I don't know. It seems like a national program, so it might not be specific to individual states? Yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's specific to individual states. Um, The other thing that if you haven't applied for, you totally should is the EIDL, the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loans. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I've heard, I've heard mixed information about whether or not these are eligible to be forgiven loans. But if they're not, the interest rates are really low. Um, yeah. it is yeah. 3.75% fixed for businesses and 2.75 fix, uh, percent fixed for nonprofits. Um, and that's over 30 years. So and first payment, I think doesn't start until next year. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, the, the idol, which is how I've heard it pronounced. I don't know if anybody else knows how to pronounce the acronym, um, but it's through the SBA again. The, the information that they have now has on their website has not been updated through for the second stimulus package. So I would maybe wait to apply for the idle until it's updated. The great thing about it is you only have to have a personal guarantee if your loan exceeds two hundred thousand dollars. Hmm. So that kind of releases you from some liability there. The way it w- ended up shaking out for me during the first round is I did apply for the idle loan or funds right away and they came through very quickly. And then I also applied for the PPP, which I got. And then I applied for PPP forgiveness, which I got because we followed all the rules. Mm-hmm. And, but um, so I have an account at a bank, a loan account at a bank with the full amount of the 
PPP funds that I borrowed. And when it got forgiven, the SBA paid it off minus what I got for the idle. So the idle payback is in that original um, mm. loan account at my bank. So instead of it going down to zero, it went down to 10000 So I owe $10,000, which is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> which is what it is. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, that's all I got for PPP information. So I would say definitely if you applied for PPP the first time, I would use the same institution because they have all that information. And I've, I've heard that it's going to be an even simpler application process this time around. Um, basically a one page application kind of thing. So yeah, if you didn't apply for the PPP the first round, definitely do it this time. And I'd say do it as soon as you possibly can. Um, and some, some people are saying, and I think this is true, that you will have better luck getting it if you apply through a smaller local bank or even a credit union versus a larger national type of bank. Yeah, just anecdotally, I will say that seems true in my experience. Um, I went through a small local bank and it was pretty seamless. I mean, it seemed like it was taking forever because back there in April, we were so desperate and, you know, they were so backlogged that mm -hmm. it seemed like, and every day was just like <laughs> pulling your hair out, right? Yeah. Um, not going. And so it seemed like it took a long time, but it, um, I remember hearing other dance studio owners who use like Bank of America or other larger institutions were just saying that their, um, their applications were never um, processed or if they didn't have an account or a credit card at that bank that they wouldn't um, process the application. And by the time they got that information, it was too late was to too go late. to another bank. So oh. yeah, the smaller banks are really gonna have your best interest um, and they're going to be more catering to a, a local small business. You're not going to be a, a little fish in a big giant sea, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Who do you yeah. bank through, Robin? Um, I have several banks. Um, I, I do. Most of my accounts are in a credit union, mm -hmm. um, first first credit union. And then um, but I also do business with People's Bank and Fulton Bank, which are small local banks. I just keep all my regular checking accounts at the credit union. Honestly, it was because this is going to sound ridiculous, but <laughs> um, well, when we did the profit first, I wanted to have all my, you know, all my accounts in one place so that I could easily transfer. And I had money at People's Bank and Fulton Bank, and I didn't like their online banking interface. It was just, I, I'm a very visual person and I needed to see it a certain way, like visually in squares, as opposed to one long list of like 75 accounts. And um, that was the big ticker for me that made me move to a different bank. <laughs> and that isn't, honestly, that's not ridiculous at all. I, I totally get it. If they're inner, if your interface for your online banking or whatever platform we're talking about isn't like aesthetically pleasing to use, um, you're less likely to use it. So yeah, that totally makes sense. All right, good. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> you're but not then, a lunatic. I mean, then, you're not a lunatic for those reasons. I'm a lunatic for other reasons. <laughs> um, but then the, the irony is that like last month, they improved their interface. And it's a big, long list. 
And it's like, that's exactly what I didn't want. So oh, no. I wrote into customer support and I, you know, called in and I was like, look, I know you don't make these decisions, but can you just put a note somewhere that I hate this? <laughs> whatever. I'm getting used to it, but I don't, I just need to, I liked it in boxes, you know, like this is my personal accounts. This is my business accounts. This is, right. my, this is my payroll accounts. This is my operating expenses. And if you have no idea what we're talking about or why Robin has so many accounts, go back to, what was it? Episode episode eight. You will hear all about Profit First and how Robin organizes her finances through Mike McCallowitz. Mike McCallowitz? Mm-hmm. Mike McCallowitz's organized bank account system and how that works for her. Uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about right now. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a short one, but I yeah, think- short and sweet. Okay. Um, if you guys have questions about anything, you know, we, or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, we want to hear from you. So please email us at dsoconnect6 at gmail.com and let us know what your questions are. Or if you want to be a guest, we'd love to have you. Yeah, we're all about kind of learning from each other and um, having a community where we can learn from one another, uh, share ideas, give support. There are lots of opportunities for learning and growth and developing of skills as a studio owner. But one of the things that makes us different from, uh, from the mega groups is that we are a personable group of ladies and a few men um, who just were here for you. Like literally we get texts or Facebook messages privately from members of our community or our membership vault and we'll personally respond. And sometimes it's even about like, you know, parent drama or husband drama or whatever. Um, It's a, it's a lot more personable than the mega groups. So Right, exactly. Because that's why we started the group in the first place was to make connections. And that's why it's called DSO Connect. (laughs) All right. Well, please, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, but specifically uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And that'll help us get out there to help more people. Yep. And join our community on Facebook. Yes, please do. Uh, all right. If you have questions about the PPP loan or want to share your experiences, you can post that in the gr- community group as well. And um, again, you can also email us dsoconnect6 at gmail.com. All right, everybody. We'll have a fabulous week. And thank you for listening. We'll be back next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.